0: Sure you
1: Hello and welcome back to the What the Fuck Was That Sunland review show. Um, don't like to swear so early in the podcast, but I've got to be honest, it's only been about six hours after that match and I'm I'm exhausted. Um, I couldn't even be asked to muster an intro. We got beat off Doncaster, who are bottom of the league in about nine points adrift. But I said at the start of the season we were gonna do a review show. Um it's not going to lift your spirits. So if you're feeling quite sad, it's going to get worse listening to this. But hopefully you'll you'll enjoy the rant come the end of it because I'm sure there'll be a, a bit of anger in here. Um, as you probably guessed, I'm here back again, obviously it's always. Graham, um, I'm with Dave. Dave, um, you can tell by my intro and the fact that I sound very, very sad. Um, I'm not great. How are you? Are you okay?
2: Yeah, exactly the same, mate. I uh I was absolutely devastated this morning. Uh, I've got a member of staff on holiday, so I had no chance of getting away. And it looks like Sunderland have absolutely saved me one a fortune in travel, two a fortune in a ticket, three a fortune in a hotel to steal over, and also saved me eyes. So, yeah, uh, not great, but we go again, I suppose.
1: Honest to God, like I went out in Edinburgh last night with work and I was really looking forward to it. Like, and I stayed out to like, half one two o'clock and I'm not really the kind of person that stays out there but I enjoyed myself well you know it's been a long time since we we've been out all of us you know because of COVID and stuff and I was like oh you know what I need to get back and the last train back to Glasgow from Edinburgh is quarter to twelve so I missed that and I got the, the megabus got a late night megabus which meant I had to get a taxi the megabus is 14 quid I had to change my train in the morning because I thought I'll never get up for the eight o'clock train in the morning I want a bit more in because I've been knackered working all week all in all spent about like with me food and that about 80 quid and that's not even that much considering and I'm like what the fuck did I do that for um as you can tell I'm getting angry I, I think I've swore more nervous well I, I, that's I, I give you both a pep talk beforehand and we're going to be as balanced as we can I've just ruined it Brad um you're going to have to be the, the balanced head here mate how are you feeling you're all right fucking raging <laughs> explicit <laughs> content
0: um, I didn't have to spend uh, so much money um I'm only about 20 miles away, and even that was enough <laughs> for me. Um, so I don't know how you're feeling there, Graham. having to travel all the way back. Um, no, I, I was actually ready at 2 o'clock when I seen that team announcement. It was just, it was just like, I, I had the feeling as Dodgy got on the phone to Lee Johnson before the game and went, I don't have a fucking clue what to pick a team. What would you do, Lee? And just for fun, he said, pick the same one, but just make one change so it looks a little bit better. Just stick call winchester
1: right at uh, right centre half and you'll be fine.
0: Right centre half. Yeah, let, let's just do that. Just for my last bit of bants.
1: Oh god. I, I mean, I, I, I have to suppose I, I have to I try to be as balanced as I can, and the people that are not gonna like this because I'm I'm sounding sad as out, but like I'm trying my best to be balanced. But like I thought coming back on the train, I'd be I'd be all right. I said, you know, we'll do a half ten, one put out in the morning. I'm still not happy. Like I haven't shook it, like it's that's two weekends in a row I've pissed money up the wall I'm, I'm annoyed but we'll try and go into the we'll try and get into the match as best we can Dave I'll, I'll come to you first I mean it's quite evident how we feel about the game I think but I've wrote here in a bullet point ask Dave feelings on the game so I'm asking Dave feelings on the game <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love I love the motivational tone of your voice it's great <laughs> Um, right let, let's try to give it some balance. So, Dodds has picked that team. He's been here a couple of months. I noticed that Copley, earlier on, told us that we shouldn't be leaning into Mike Dodds. And to an extent, I agreed with...
1: him. I got that because, to an extent, yeah. I, can, I kind of got it. I, I got where he was coming from, I did.
2: Yeah. But ultimately, he's an employee <laughs> of the football club who's still getting paid his money. His... Overall manager has left. And somebody else tweeted something, which I thought was very, very poignant, if I'm honest. Why on earth do caretaker managers, or interim, or however, why do they never try to put their own stamp on it? Like, Dodds knows he's probably here for the one game. I'm I'm not being funny. I hope we've got someone before Tuesday. Even if they've only got one training session with them, I hope we've got someone for Tuesday. But, my God, like... You and Brad have said, you know, one change, same shape. So, we just discussed before we come on how easy it is to defend against because defence gets the ball, deep-line playmaker gets the ball. The opposition sit back, they sit compacts, and they go, just have it, lads. Have it because you haven't got the patience to keep a hold of the ball and we're not going to come out. You're just going to give us it. And that's what we do. And then the frustrating thing about it is, they don't even need the counter attack in numbers. So there was one Doncaster player. Okay, there's a second one made a talk and gesture just so he can get his kilometers up on his vest. Do you know what I mean? He's made a talk and gesture, but realistically, one centre forward for Doncaster has run through the middle of our defence, playing the back three. And honestly, there's bigger gaps than something very gaping.
0: <laughs> Couldn't Katie think prices, of something. Katie price's thighs. <laughs>
1: Like,
2: and it's I mean, just, it just kills you. It's just horrible. And why did, oh, oh. so the balance to the the balance to the point? I've gone around the park. The balance to the point is Dodds realistically probably hasn't got his own di- own ideas as such. He's bought into Johnson's philosophy. He's been put in charge for the week, and he's just had to carry on doing what. Johnson's been doing because that's what the deal was it was another Lee Johnson performance because that's how we played against Charlton and we got picked off that's how we played against Lincoln and we got picked off there you go nothing changes and I I guess that's what Speakman's done when when Speakman alludes in um, in his interview through the week that there was other other things other contributing factors
1: definitely was I, think, I mean, I'm, I'm always, like, reluctant to, because anything you hear, take with a pinch of salt. Everything's a rumour, unless you're in the room. But, like, obviously you hear tidbits and stuff like that. I kind like, of get my head around this thing that all the players were unhappy with him being sacked. I know that came up, but I've, I, I've heard, not the opposite, but I've heard it was Marmite. Like, 50% got on with him, 50% didn't. I mean, I think Lee Johnson was a kind of bloke. But the way they turned up today, it was almost like they all loved him like because yeah. it was almost at the top of the huff. um. but like but with Dodds as well like when he said like I heard I heard like, I heard another thing in the no Grimm. Um, I'm not for what it's worth um, but someone mentioned about the academy he's been basically crapping himself all week he's been like nervous all week about it yeah and you could sort of tell, but I'm like, bloody hell, do we want people in the club? Even at that level, but I'm nervous about playing in front of like, I was buzzing going in the game the day I was like, I'm proper ready for it. And and then in the, his press conference, uh, Oh, I don't know why I'm speaking up Mike Dodds, because he ultimately doesn't matter. But his press conference when he was like, um, I'd rather be in the stands. Fucking go in the stands. Uh, uh, I mean, Brian, I'm going to come on to you with a, um, a team selection. They were dire last week. And he's kind of done more or less the same thing and put Winchester in defense and made one change and put he picked a really good bench, Brad. I'll give him that. But did that just deflate you when you've seen it? Because if it did me, if I'm honest. And I felt like everyone got deflated by the lineup.
0: Yeah, it took literally, it was like the buzz all week. And then that came two o'clock, we're seeing the team, and I went, eh. I, it's just the perfect chance for them to say, right, it's a, it's a new dawn. You know what, I'm, I'm probably only going to have one, maybe two games of doing this. You no, know what, I'll make a few changes here. I mean, we seen when Roberts came on last week, Clark came on last week, although the game had gone, they had some a, a bit about them. Same again, they Clark, to be fair to him. And when he came on, I, I think, there's only two players, I mean, um, there was no services before, so I'm not even going to say anything about him today, but, there's only two players out of that whole team today didn't come out with any sort of credit. And I would say one's Pritchard, out of the people who started. Yeah. And the, the second one is Clark, because when he came on, we actually started going forward. I, I was absolutely raging that we were playing this little passes around the back. Um, and we're 2-0 down in the 60th minute. And the Doyle's just passing it to Bart, and Bart's back to Hoffman. There was just no urgency. And it was like, fuck, it was reminiscent to Phil Parkinson at some points. It was bad. I, was, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. And I mean, I think a lot of that, and we've been like, uh, he's one, of uh, his biggest fans for nearly all season, Doyle. First half, I've never seen a, the kid give the ball away as much. And I think second half, he was petrified to step out with it again in case he lost it, because he lost it that much. He was just getting the ball of Hoffman and saying, I didn't want it. There you go, Bart. You have it, and it was just so slow. And that just comes with picking the same team from last week who've conceded six. There was just that they've still got a hangover from that, in my opinion. And there's a few of them now do need a rest, but it doesn't help that we've sold another defender. Right's injured. We can't give these lads a break now.
1: I mean. I heard today that Congo. God, I've said it three times now. I heard, but obviously Kongolo was meant to be close, um, and allegedly he he like failed his medical or something. But he, let's forget about that. Let's say that's not true, right? Because possible it's not. You've got those situations with where Speakman came on and said um, about wanting to be fair to like Tom Flanagan because that move was agreed like a few weeks ago, and that had three or four players, and unfortunately couldn't get them over the line. Like I'm not being funny, Christian. If you can't get defenders over the line, you tell Tom Flanagan you can't go. I He's mean, under
0: contract with us. Exactly. Honor it.
1: Like I, I like Tom Flanagan and I understand that you have to have security and you want to be nice to people and be fair. We're not at the depth, we're not we're not looking after Tom Flanagan here. We're looking after Sunderland Association Football Club. You don't let a defender go and you've got nothing lined up. I mean
0: <laughs> we've got to on second. your deal, You. Players can sign pre contracts. So if he was going to, if at the end he knew that he wasn't going to sign regardless, you just him, Look, play the last six months, go and sign a pre contract. Keep him. You can see
1: in Doyle and you can see in Sirkin and you can see in Dan Neal, even, who are all players that we've praised on the show, all players that are not above criticism either, but you can see they're burnt out. Young kids, 18, 20, 19, 21, they're going to get burnt out. Like it's going to happen. And my worry now is we're conceding a lot of goals because of Callum Doyle. A lot of goals are coming down. That's I mean, Danny Bart was horrific today for me. Like, I'm sorry, but his last two games, he's at the, I said on Twitter, he's like the, the the reverse Jan Kirchhoff. Great debut, shite the rest of the time. But to be fair to him, it's three games in. So I'll give him I'll give him a break. Danny, I'm sure you get better. Um, God, please get better. Um, but like a lot of stuff coming down. Doyle's side and like a lot of it recently. I'm like, because apparently for England under 19s or 17s, what he plays what he plays in like the number four position, he plays in midfield. And I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense. But the thing is, you can't even take Doyle out with them in because who are you going to play centre off? Winchester and Danny Barr in a two. I hope Jamal doesn't break down after being injured for two years. Like,
0: well, me and, me and the young man, me and my son met barely right outside the ground today. And I said, how far away are you from back? And he said, I'm all right. I'm all right to play. What? Why is he not playing? There's a, that's exactly what he said. And there was about three or four of the blokes waiting for photos for the kids and that. And all of us looked at each other when he said, I'm all right to play. Because this was at like five past two when he was going in the ground. That so the team's already been announced. And, I was, and we were like, we've seen the team. And you, eh? and we didn't have a recognised centre-half on the, on, the, on the bench. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe what he'd said and I was like wow
1: I'm going to assume he's he's misheard and meant next week because if that's anywhere near true where he has just not been picked that's I mean don't get me wrong if you want to listen back to the Fleetwood episode I crucified him absolutely crucified him I Um, that one (laughs) but you know what like he is someone who actually can see his merits more now and people pointed it out and his
0: leadership
1: his leadership and, and I wanted to come on to that, Dave. I went, I've been the past two matches, whole matches with my dad. My dad lost a love ages ago. Ashley seesn't think he was going to be because she was working. So I was like, Dad, do you want to go? And I okay. So my dad doesn't watch it. He got sick of it. He got he just he was like, I haven't got the energy for this anymore. Um, but he, he came along today and he was like, I'm a bit excited, it should be nice, stuff like that. And he called it within about 10 minutes before Donnie even scored it. He went, There's no no leaders on this pitch. There's no one guiding anyone to the match. There's no one like with like the ball to just get the football and play with it. There's, I mean, Dan was trying to put his foot on the ball. You could see he was trying, but the kids burnt out. He's knackered. I mean, Dave, I've gone to a few players here that I've given a bit of gib to. Um, and I'm sure in time there'll be a game when we beat, I don't know, Morgan 5-0 or something. And, I'll probably think, oh, I was a bit harsh and stuff like that. But the whole point of a reaction show is immediate reaction. That's what allegedly makes it interesting. Um, but like I've wrote down here Doyle, Sirkin, Evans, Neil, Bart, Hoffman, as like players that were just like awful today and have been awful for a little while. I don't want to, I don't need to pick anyone out and give them grief, but like obviously we're discussing a team today that's got beat off bottom of the league after losing 6-0 last week from the, the game that you watched. Which players just didn't put in a performance today for you?
2: Like oh, yeah, you you couldn't oh mate, I, I could go through I could go through every one of them for you, mate, and give you mm. a lot more negatives than I could pluses.
1: Um even Roscoe, even Roscoe today, and I hate criticizing him, but he missed two yeah. sitters. I mean he did score, to be fair to him. That <laughs> yeah. did, did go in. But um yeah. but even Roscoe was a bit off at the day.
2: Yeah, I mean, i I tell you what um, Stuart reminded me of today, and I hope that God it doesn't proceed like that. Do you remember when Kevin Phillips was at the end of his career with Sunderland? And I swear to God, he was the standout performer in the team. So he was dropping into centre midfield, dropping into right wing to get the ball putting in some half-decent crosses for a centre-forward, if I'm honest. And who did you want on the end of them? Kevin Phillips. But we'd just gone. We'd shot our ball. And Phillips was just, like, still playing his heart out, still still the classiest player in the in the group, but just was calling the team together. And there was a once in the last five minutes you two 0 down. It was before we scored. Stewart picked up on the ball on the right and put a ball in and it was right between Doncaster's two centre halves. And obviously Defoe was on the back of the second centre half. And I'm thinking to myself, you know it would have been decent in between them two centre halves? Ross Stewart. And who's just crossed the ball? Ross Stewart. Um a saying that I that I'm becoming to like, to be honest, is getting the bin. Just get in the fucking bin, will you? So Lyndon Gooch can you, like oh honestly, God. please like I hate the fact because he is like a, a, a an inherited magnum and it's, it kills it's, me.
1: It's sad with Gooch. It's sad with Lyndon Gooch because I can see. I mean, I, I tear my hair out that 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 chance today when he had the chance to put it in, he had forty yards to run into and he lost it. <laughs> Honest to God, and and it's so regular. And you know what? I've got no. I've got nothing against Lundin Gucci, I really don't. I don't think anyone does. Like the, You can see the kid bleeds red and white, and I get that, and I love that. But it's sad to watch his demise. He's coming to a very sad end, end of his time at Sunderland because people are just sick of it.
2: Yeah. There is, I think, if I'm being honest, there is probably only one Sunderland player to dear who I would give any ounce of credit to. Um, and that's exclude. In fact, no, I'm going to go two, actually, which just proves how Johnson and Dodds should basically go fuck themselves. Sorry for, for like going on. I'm <laughs> sorry, is that, that's not very balanced, is it? But i have going for it. <laughs> just <laughs> so, laugh
1: just laughed so hard. I fought <laughs>
2: And, and there's the caption for the beginning of uh, What The Fault This Week?
1: If you're a windback, <laughs> you should hear that, everyone. Sorry about that. Um,
2: Jack Clark, when he came on, I'll give him a bit of credit.
1: Looking at Not beginning. amazing
2: by any standards, but in a team that was so substandard, dear, I'll give him a little bit of due.
1: And I'll tell you what. I quite liked it. He was brave. That he got the ball and yeah. thought, well, come on then.
2: Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And I'm going to if I get it wrong, I'm going to be in trouble. So,
1: and <laughs> I tell
2: you what, who, who, Matete, yeah, because like he looked to get on the ball and you saw him. He almost went, turned back on himself a couple of times and then thought, no, I need to play forward here. Get him in that starting 11, week in, week out. When he needs a break, um, to be honest, we called for a break for Dan Neal six weeks ago. He yeah, needed please. a break six weeks ago. We said it. And what have we got? We've now got uh, a tired, probably more mentally tired, Dan Neal. Mm. And he just... And this is where we're at.
1: Because you'll feel the pressure, Dan as well. I mean, I can't imagine being, like, 20-year-old and playing for Sunderland. Because, obviously, we all love Sunderland, like reason we talk shite in a podcast at half ten on a saturday night when I'd rather be just eating me eating me vegan kebab that I got in do you know what I mean? But uh, it's like I can not imagine that the pressure he must feel mentally as well because he's, he's he has been built up and rightly so I mean terrific start of the season but I think everyone knows he was going to have a low but like Johnson just kept playing him and we played him again today and you can you can see he just needs a rest. Like his passes are a little bit an inch too short or 40 40 yards too long sometimes as it was today. And that's not his game. He's a he's a tidy, neat little player that you know we we want to build our team around for years to come, but just give him a rest. Like put my teddy in or something like that, you know. Like um I agree with Brad. I thought I don't think Pritchard was good, but he always showed for the ball, he was brave. Um I I really like Pritchard. I like his attitude on the pitch, I like his pitch personality. <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> I Johnson, for fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> I like I like his pitch personality today. I did. Um, very, very. I feel, felt very positive about it. Um, <laughs> um, but in reality, it came off for him. Like Matete, I liked when he came on. Jack Clout, when he came out, I didn't think Defoe got much of a chance. I think there was one, <laughs> there was one moment in the match where Defoe got the ball and he like spun, and you're like, oh the foes spun like some players actually done a move and then he passed like this like 30-yard ball which would normally just like land at the feet of like Wabi Kasri back in the day and it just landed at Doncaster player because our players went fast <laughs> enough to pick it up and it was just like the whole crowd went oh and it was just like <laughs> at that point you were like this is never happened I mean we hit the post <laughs> we did score like it was well over the line we kind of know that um, but I, I just you know what if Emilton's shot goes in the back of the net, Brad, right? If Stewart's goal gets allowed and if um, we then score the goal in the the last 90 minutes um, with Corey Evans, I know it wouldn't have happened like that because you would have had a kick-off and different things would have happened, but let's just imagine that those counted and we won 3-2. With all due respect to to, um, Doncaster, we wouldn't have deserved it, would we?
0: No. Um, I mean, the stats... This is the probably one of the games where, if you look at stats and approved stats, mean fuck all. We had seventy-five percent possession; they had twenty-five. We had twenty-one shots; they had five. I think we had ten on target; they had two, three. Um, but the stats that matter is they beat us two-one. They took their chances, and to be fair, I'm not even going to argue with it. If we would have came out like you just said, hypothetically in one-three-two, I'd be I'd have felt a bit sorry for Doncaster to be honest. Um, I I keep saying it when we get bait. I hope this is a fucking wake up call, but it seems like they're just staying asleep. Um, I'm trying to think of some positive because, like, all I've done is drawn on since I've started this. Um, hard doing it. I was thinking like we,
1: we we do it and we have to do it and keep up appearances, and we did like I don't think you you neither of you on with the Rotherham one, um, which was obviously difficult and like Chef Wed was midweek but we've done charting and stuff like that and we I'd like to think we're always at least passionate and balanced as we can be about it but I just knew that it was going to feel like this like because it is it gets to a point when you just go right this is just not right it's not not right for our football club this should not be happening like
0: can we just well there's a positive there is one positive I mean, it's two weeks too late. But Oli Younger looks a good player. <laughs> he
1: looks all right. Then I thought that the day. I was we, just might, like, we, we might
0: we might get a bit of money off his sell-on.
1: Right, right side um, of centre off there. Who's that lad? He looks all right. I wonder if we could make a late bit for him. Yeah, can, I mean, can we just can we just put out there that
2: I tell you what, and I, th- I think you probably openly admit it, Grim, you weren't necessarily sold on the idea of Roy King coming back.
1: No, it wasn't, no.
2: And I'll tell you what, after a deer, there I has am. never been a more certain prospect in my mind of who we knew through that front door.
1: My only worry you if we you get Roy is door. right? My big, big worry if we get Roy is if we perform like that with Roy Keane... There'll be more like claims of decapitation at Sunderland Football oh. Club than Newcastle Football Club. Do you know what I mean? If we play
2: like that, literally, I have no doubt that the under 23s will be in the first team squad next
1: week. You know, there is Keen though, as well. So someone mentioned that today, and I do like that he has that standard. Like, and I know it was what, 13 years ago, whatever. I, I, I know he is an angry guy. I mean, ask Alfie Inga he's pretty angry. Um, but you also don't get a team from the bottom of the championship that was as much a bunch of losers mentality-wise as this team currently are and the current guys that they're playing, and and get them promoted within a season by adding just six or seven players. Like he did galvanize, but the tactics there as well. Like, um, I under I understand players. That are young, you don't want them to be too fit of playing under a manager. I kind of get that, especially with like the way the games change, but every player that I've ever spoken to, and there's been a fair few, specifically on this podcast, that have played under Roy Keane at Sunderland and at Ipswich, they've all said you just wanted to play for him. Like Brian Clough was a great, great manager. He was sometimes a right arsehole at players if the stories are to be to be believed. Don't see anyone now saying, oh, I wish I hadn't played in a Brian Clough because he was a bit nasty now and again. And I know Roy Keane is different to Brian Clough, especially in terms of success. Like, Jesus, polar opposite. But at this level, like, I mean, it's looking like it's going to be Roy Keane, Brad, right? Um, It is looking like that as we speak of him. Unless he's run a mile and I wouldn't blame him. But um I wasn't. Swung on the idea at the start of the week, and then slowly, as the hair's in the back of my neck stood up, we're like thinking about Roy Keane coming back. I was like, "Ooh," and then today I was like, "I just want someone to bring standards back to Sunderland. I, I, that's all I want." Um, it's got to be him, hasn't it, Brad? Really, because if it's anyone else, it's going to feel like a flat fart.
2: Can I? Can I just make yeah. a point before I forget it? Like, if I'm standing behind the dugout, I know what I want. And we've said a million times we want that extension. I'll tell you what, I, I dread to even think if Kane doesn't get it now.
1: My only But slight, anyway, sorry, my, Brad. my only slight worry with with that is right, because I agree with all of that. And I'm like, maybe maybe the personality got a bit different. Um, but like for me, like I'd love to play for someone like Rekin. But I'd also love to play in front of like nearly forty thousand Southern fans that are absolutely going for it. I mean, the bloody flare set off before the match had even kicked off, which I know ruined the surfer by lots of it, which is a bit of a shame. And but like the people up for it, today is basically what I'm getting at, and the players just didn't respond to it. It didn't even seem to shit themselves. It just seemed flat. But I mean, I'll ask the question again, Brad. I'm, I'm panicked a bit in case it's um, not really keen. Uh, do you think it's got to be Roy Keane?
0: I've said all week it's got to be Roy Keane. Now, now it's as close as we all think it is. If, it, if they come out and say, right, now we've, we've done our um, interviews, that's Grant McCann. Uh, I think it'll just be like a lead balloon. It'll be devastating. But I mean, it's hard from breaking bad. I know the game's changed. And like Dave's saying, it's to get someone like. Into them, shouting at them. Uh, you got to remember as well. Half our team were probably fucking alive when he was bandaging last time. Mm. <laughs> so I mean, True. he's got a lot. He has got a lot of respect in the game, to be honest. And for me, yes, it's got it's got to be Roy Keane. And like you said, if you're in the playoffs, it's the start. Because I've said, I've already said, I said, yeah, today. Um, I know I said we'll get to second on Monday's pod, but I've changed my mind now. It is the playoffs. And we're, we're dangerously looking over our shoulder. Chef Weller in seventh and the five points behind us with a game in hand. So it's, it's, it's a matter of like, we need to cement ourselves in the playoffs. So we've got to get someone who's going to be motivated to at least cement us in there. And then that to get us over the line over them last three games. And like you say, if you're 1-0 down, Boy Keane will come. You've heard the interviews about Blackburn uh, with Anton Ferdinand and he got into them at halftime. the He basically was saying, Don't you dare come in your second half and have got beat. Just don't fucking dare. They went out one, two, one. So I think it's just that type of character where it's got to be him. I can't see anyone else motivating the fans as well as the players as much as the potential of Roy Keane coming back. Hey, if it doesn't work, we've tried. And look, next season, if we fuck me, if it don't go up, we're gonna lose the likes of um, well, won't be there. Stuart will go, Dan Neil will go. And it's like hitting the reset button, and we just can't afford to do that again. If 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 the club's not
1: already on its last legs, not getting promoted this season will be I'm sorry, it will be like people are just gonna totally lose faith. I mean, if I'm losing faith, if I'm losing like energy and thinking, do I really need to? Be? I mean, I know I will. Anyone wondering if I won't do it? Of course I will. I'm an idiot. Of course I will. Um for me kino was the last throw of the dice it could be disastrous could be brilliant and i'm sick of being apathetic with something but they've uh, we said we'll keep this one short and sweet because ultimately we're trying to polish a turd um in terms of um <laughs> um a little joke here that no one's gonna no one's gonna click on to but i'll leave it in anyway um the chat function on zoom is tremendous sometimes um I normally ask this question and say, What does the result mean in the context of Summerlin season? I think Brad's summed it up in a way, Dave, that it means we're going to the playoffs. I don't think there's any other way to look at it. Um, How do we move forward from this result?
2: From the exact opposite way in which we've moved on into this result, I guess. Like, it's desperate. It's absolutely desperate. Just uh, like Brad hit the nail on the head, we've got to we've got to stop the rot very very quickly because Ipswich are just starting to grind out results. You know, Pompey they're quite quite a bit away, but they're no mugs. They know what they're doing. There's teams in there who, if they put a run of five games together. They'll be in there. Plymouth. I, I looked at our remaining fixtures there, and I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm not confident at all, which is horrific for a start. But, but MPA yeah,
0: done to home in a couple of weeks as well. They just went by us. Exactly, it's,
2: it's it's absolutely it's absolutely essential that we not only now. Go on a bit of a run, but we could almost do with like a five game winning run, you know, really, really, really start you picking ins- up some
1: momentum. Are you insinuating that we go on a streak?
2: <laughs> that is exactly what I'm insinuating. But, you know, can Sharks do it and Cheltenham on a Tuesday night? I fucking hope so, because I'm going and I'm going to be stood in that bastard tin pot ground called the Johnny Rock Stadium. Oh my God! Like I swear to God, if it's nil nil, it's over. So yeah.
1: <laughs> oh God, how do we get here? Uh, that's a different podcast, isn't it? But Brad, it's the same sort of question to you, I think. What does the result mean in the context of Sunday season? It's kind of a pointless question these days. Maybe it'll come back in time. But um, how do we move forward from here? Is it just appoint a point of manager and then hope that Roy Keane works out to be the good Roy Keane that we? crossing our fingers is the one we had before but might actually be terrible like what What do we do? I just don't know what to do
0: well the immediate is if him in charge is still in charge on Tuesday he's just got to change the personnel um, because that's we call him obviously a dodgy but that was more of a dodgy performance off Mike Bassett
1: I prefer, Ken I prefer Ken Dodd and I'm sure he's been dead for quite a while <laughs>
0: Yeah, there has to be an immediate change in personnel. To be honest, and it's looking unlikely. From what Speakman said on the pre-match today that it's going to be appointed in the next day or two, so it is, it is going to be them in charge on the on the sideline. It's got to change where you take Gooch out. M. Button first half for me didn't look interested. I know he came into it a bit the second half. He's got to make changes because if we don't go and batter these on on Tuesday night, um, we've got. To, a couple of mediocre games with MK Dons and Wigan thrown in there. I'm, I'll, I'll start to fear that we're not going to make the playoffs if we don't start going back to what we were beforehand. Um, like you say, the next game's the bigger one, um, and I know it's only Cheltenham, but I genuinely do believe it is the what probably is the biggest game of the season because of the off the back of what we're coming off.
1: If we can get beat of Doncaster at home, who are woeful can get beat of anyone for the record, anyone wondering, Ken Dodd died in 2018, just googled it, checked it. And I'm gonna leave you with that because that's end on. I was gonna say the thin a positive it's not, Sorry, Ken, that's not really that positive. Um, there's not much more we can really say about it. Nonetheless, I hope you've enjoyed listening. We've tried to be as balanced. But as honest but as passionate as we can be. I don't know what we've been. We can only give you the opinion that we've got this. I'm sorry if it's been a, a difficult listen. I hope it's been a good one. Um, because I've just hit over a thousand subscribers and Dave and Brad now get paid 20 pence the hour. So um keep keep that going. But thanks for joining in with us. Fingers crossed that things get better. Um I, I want to put something more positive and you know onwards and upwards and how are the lads but I can't at the minute I'm just not feeling that way so sorry for people listening in. but hopefully it's better and, and when you join us next week it'll be it'll be fab the preview show will be out June midweek um, and hopefully it'll be feeling a little bit more positive after a win at Cheltenham but thanks very much for tuning
0: in sure, you-